it's time for once again for everyone to be very surprised <laughs> about Al playing a Xenoblade game. Whoops. And putting, you know, just a minimum, the minimum amount of hours into it. <laughs> and effort. <laughs> and, and effort. <laughs> a tiny effort. A little bit. A little, little bit. Uh, hello. Welcome to this week's episode Hi. of the Season Lama Checkup OVA. It's episode number 94. I'm Jared, joined as always by Miss Xenoblade, <laughs> the Xenoblade lover, <laughs> the uh, 300 hour club. Yep. <laughs> Doc Al and Ladium's here. Hello. And this is a podcast where we have conversations it's about video games, anime, and manga. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about some video games today. We are. You know, last week we uh, we we went into the grab bag. This mm-hmm. week we don't have necessarily have to pull it out because uh, not a lot of grabbing and bagging. But that's uh, good because I'm sitting on it. That, yeah, there you go. Uh, but you know, it was a lot of me talking last week mm-hmm. about stuff I played. So uh, you know, it, I feel like it is very apropos of us to let you lead discussion this week on something <laughs> you played. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to do. Also. Uh, the day that we recorded last week's episode, I believe, right? Sounds about right. Uh, was when the Nintendo Switch Online stuff came out, so we're gonna briefly kind of touch on that a bit and uh, give us give us give some thoughts and opinions on that stuff. But mostly, this will be a Xenoblade Two DLC podcast. Toward the Golden Country. Yeah, that. Which That's are, the name of it. <laughs> have we talked about the other DLCs at all? Um, I can touch on it. Okay, I, ha- I I'm not exactly sure if we have, but I mean, if, if we have, you know, we could just briefly go over it. If we haven't, you know, it's there that we talked about it. That's my executive decision. Peace. Stamped. As I <laughs> slam my desk. <laughs> God, I slammed my fist, and it wasn't much better. So. <laughs> We did talk about the battle challenge, but we can talk about some of the other stuff. Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, let's begin with some online stuff. Uh, so the Switch Online stuff is now behind a paywall. It is. It is. Uh, Twenty dollars a year for regular old people. Thirty-five a year if you want to get in on a family plan, which that's kind of probably the smart way to do that get a bunch of friends together do a family plan considering uh you don't have to be on the same console to do that you mm-hmm. can be pretty much everywhere which is what we're doing yep uh so it makes it a little bit more convenient and definitely cheaper as well i'm for the matriarch you are the Curve. matriarch of <laughs> our nintendo switch online family <laughs> you're like a, a yakuza boss now <laughs> Thank God, I've always wanted to be one. You're going to show up in a suit. You're going to have your family pin tied to your like lapel area. Perfect. And then it's just going to pop up with the Yakuza text. And Lydia, patri- matriarch of the, the, <laughs> the Switch Online family. Good. <laughs> I like it. But yeah, I mean, I, we've talked about this, you know, in the past. It's It's still weird that... They are bringing out a paid online service about a year and a half after the console launched. Yeah. (laughs) Meaning that, you know, 
it was free up until now and now it's not free so it's it's strange like i don't think there's there's any if ands or buts about that so but i guess other than that the online still is pretty much the same online that you had been experiencing with the free version there's just a little bit more stuff you get now with the the paid stuff yeah uh, so pretty much like um, we talked about this last week where, you know, they they put out five pillars of what their online service is uh, in the Nintendo Direct where online play. That's one of them. Pretty big thing to have. A little bit. Uh, they're bringing out some NES games. Uh, you can have cloud saves. The smartphone app's still a thing. <laughs> And you'll be able to get special offers, which luckily do extend to like everyone in the uh, like the family plans, which that was a bit confusing because people were like, "Well, does it mean like only the the head person of the family gets all these deals, and everyone else is kind of just left out to dry, or does everyone kind of get them?" And basically, kind of a few days afterwards, like there's a there's an FAQ clarification, yeah, clarification on by Nintendo, like yeah, you if you're in a family plan, you get everything. You just can't like use it once on an account and then go to like an individual plan and get it again. Like that's just not yeah. how some of those will work. Uh, but yeah. Um, and then also Nintendo kind of got in some hot water because uh, there's some wording about their cloud saves where it seemed as if, if you lapsed your, your membership, all your cloud saves are just like gone. Ooh. But they, I think they just came out today and were like, yeah, we're going to let you at least have like a buffer period now. Okay, good. <laughs> so in case you lap, your, your subscription laps, you'll have at least some time. I didn't I didn't necessarily like click through and read exactly what that time is or if it's if they've actually determined it. But at least there is something now. Yeah, that'd be good. Because like if somebody accidentally forgets like, oh, hey, my subscription is supposed to be renewed and then like just don't do it then like oh good all my saves are gone yeah. radical <sighs> which i mean that's nice. something I like like sony does because obviously there's cloud saves with ps plus but i think they give you like a six month window yeah in case like you know you're just out i'm agreeing and... with you i don't actually know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh one of the things we want to talk about was the nes stuff because we we kind of that day we dove into that a little bit just to see exactly you we know dabbled how it works, what's in it, and basically looking at kind of like their version of like the share play stuff that they have where, you know, you can have two people or I guess multiple people playing a, a single game and like switch, uh, like you can like kind of hot swap controllers back and forth and play single player games that way if you want. Which for one, we had a much better time connecting to this than we did uh, share play. Yeah. On PS4. <laughs> that, that's a... Yeah, that's a... <sighs> understatement? Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's go through the, the launch titles real quick, because I think the last time I talked about this, this list had not been fully complete or fully finalized yet. Uh, here are the games you get right now on the NES for Nintendo Switch Online game package dealio. Soccer. You know, the, the perennial game for the Nintendo. <laughs> Tennis. <laughs> Donkey Kong, trademark, Mario Bros, Super Mario Bros, Balloon Fight, 
Ice Climber, Dr. Mario, The Legend of Zelda, <laughs> Super Mario Bros. 3, Dubla Dragon, <laughs> River City Ransom, Ghosts and Goblins, Tech Mobile, Gradius, Pro Wrestling. Oh my god. Excite Bike. Yoshi. Ice Hockey. Baseball. That is your uh, 20 games you get. And those games oh, are. Baseball. Oh, that is a baseball. Those games <laughs> are the same across uh, the. English online stuff and the Japanese online stuff, which if you uh, if you haven't heard about this yet, um, if you've made a Japanese account uh, for your Switch, which is it's fairly easy to do, you can go download uh, their version of this, the Famicom games for Nintendo Switch Online, and if you have a paid membership on just like your primary account, so like say say your English account. Uh, you can go into the Japanese uh, version of this and play all the games that way, which has some like interesting uh, differences. Like the their version of Legend of Zelda is the Famicom Disk System version, mm-hmm. which is a little bit interesting. So you get like the the better sound quality, you get some load times, all that sorts of stuff. So I think that's a, a very like a, a cool difference. And the fact that you're able to just kind of play those if you as long as you just have an online membership is is pretty rad. But but like I said, like there's no right now there's no differences in between like the titles that they have. It's all the same across the board. Just you know Which is good. One's gonna be in English, one's gonna be in Japanese. <laughs> Makes a difference. Yeah. Uh and then of course right right now they have uh on their website they have what their schedule is for releasing new games. So in October they're gonna put out three games, in November they're gonna put out three games, in December they're gonna put out three games. Uh, in, o- okay. in October, they will be releasing Solomon's Key, NES Open Tournament Golf, and Super Dodgeball. All three just well-known games, heavy hitters. Oh my goodness. Uh, November, you'll be able to play Metroid, Mighty Bomb Jack, and Twin B. You know what we really need? What? Zelda 2. That's, that's, you are not wrong in the slightest. Uh, and then in December, you'll be able to play Wario's Woods, which you can tell is a very late game NES release because it has an ESRB rating on the cover. Oh my god. <laughs> Ninja Gaiden and Adventures of Lolo. And then at the bottom, we'll update the schedule of games for 2019 once they've been selected. Yay. But yeah, we uh, we played a little bit of uh, some games on here. We played some pro wrestling which was basically me screeching, what am I doing <laughs> the whole time? And yep. then, like, somehow winning. Mm-hmm. I just was, like, repeatedly punching you in the face, hoping that something good would happen. You were punching me in the face and dumping me on my head, which is pretty much, welcome <laughs> to Japanese pro wrestling. <laughs> uh, and then we played through The Legend of Zelda. Well, we played through <clears> some of it. We haven't beat it. But we, we, we basically, we, we did, we got like, through the first three dungeons and then we got through four but we haven't beat the boss of four yeah uh we basically kind of like did this like hey you die you you swap we swap uh who has control of the game 
basically like how you would do in the olden days when you were playing single players. Yeah. Just switch the controller. There you go, yeah. Uh, and that, that that stuff all works pretty well, it seems. Like yeah. there was there's a few hiccups here and there where like uh the connection kind of got a little bit unstable, so like the con- controlling the game got really really wonky for a hot second. But, you know, But that was rare. Yeah, like it only happened a couple of times and we were playing for a couple of hours, so it for the most part it worked really stable and was an interesting it's it's a fun way to be able to kind of play single player games together with people. And it's it's cool that they they have that. And also, you know You get the little cursor and you can clap yeah. for people. And like that you can like hear like, Hey, you should go over here or go over here and all that sorts of stuff. And of course like with like two player games, it's it's just like it's online multiplayer. Right. So that that's something that's really cool. Um, I think it's neat to play Zelda like with the both of us because, again, I had to like reorient myself with the map and remember <laughs> like what what things were where. Because you're not like um, as, as attuned to original Legend of Zelda as, as let's say like Link to the Past. Link to the Past. Yeah. Right. So. It's and, my first Zelda game that I played, but I'm not as good at it and yeah. I, I don't know it as well. Like I know it and... That was evidenced by like some of the things that I told you to do before we even hit the first dungeon. But mm-hmm. um, I'm just not as good. Right. And like I've, I only played through that game like last year. So like I am not that knowledgeable about it either. So yeah. But it, it's it's fun so far. Like I, I want to definitely go through like finish that. I would I would definitely like to go through like I would like to play through Super Mario Brothers. Do that two player. Because I've never beat Super Mario Brothers, like, legit. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, I want to get. I want to do that with, like, Mario 3. Because, like, the last time I played that game, I didn't have a great time. Oh, yeah. We should definitely play that yeah. together, then. And definitely just, like, some of the other stuff on here, like, Double Dragon, uh, Dr. Mario, uh, Excite Bike. <laughs> we, could, we could attempt to try and get through Ghosts and Goblins, but that would probably be real bad. <laughs> Oh, probably. But yeah, like, there's some uh, River City Ran- Ran- uh, 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 River City Ransom would be another good one to to do. There you go. Like, there's definitely some options on here of like stuff that are good for like multiple people to play. And obviously, mm-hmm. you know, there's some good single player stuff in here as well. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a very interesting selection of stuff. Like, obviously, this isn't like the be all end all of like, oh, you want to you want 20 titles for the NES? Here's the top 20 titles ever released. Like, that is definitely not the case here but you know there's good stuff here yeah for what it is we haven't used the phone app though we just use skype yeah like (laughs) we're never gonna use the phone app the only time i used the phone app was when like was playing splatoon and it was like it let you order stuff like order clothes and stuff i don't even think i still have it downloaded yeah i mean i don't blame oh no i do i do have it downloaded still wow 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 i'm surprised there you go. Why are you here? <laughs> anyway. You know, just in case. I guess. In case I want to do some, some voice chatting. All that voice chat. Wow. So, yeah. That is, uh, that's kind of like the experience so far with the, the Switch Online stuff. Like, I mean, obviously, online plays. We've done that for the last year and a half. So, like, we kind of already know what that is. Right. Like, that's not a big deal. But, like, the NES stuff is kind of, like, the biggest new feature about this. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's neat. And I really liked playing Zelda that way, even if we did both suck at it really bad. Yeah. I, I really hope they put out stuff like Zelda 2 and like Mario Brothers 2. Because like those are games I definitely like, especially Zelda 2. That, that would be definitely something I'd want to play with you. Yeah, same. Because that game is real rad. I agree. Uh, and, and also just like Mario Brothers 2, I've never really dug that deep into. I've played I it a Mario little Brothers bit, but no, I've never man. like went through the entirety of it. Okay, so this is going to be a little off topic, but I just want to say real quick, mm-hmm. Mario Brothers 2 was so cool for me as like a little kid, as a, <laughs> as a little kid who was a girl. Yeah. Because it gave me a playable Princess Toadstool, and I was like, oh, this is cool. I get to play as the girl. <laughs> and so, like, it meant a lot to me because I I was excited to be able to play this as somebody who, I guess, looked like me, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really rare at that point. So I liked it. It meant a lot to me as a kid. So I played it a lot as a kid, like a gross <laughs> amount. It's probably my most played Mario game on NES. Huh. Yeah. I, I, I hope, like, if they're able to do, like, if they're able to aim, emulate uh, disk system stuff like mm-hmm. why not put out original Mario Brothers 2 like over here because that game obviously doesn't have like any real Japanese in it so like it would be fine it would just... mm. and I think they put it on um, like the SNES re-releases of stuff they did but those were like they weren't the, like the like the NES versions per se no, but I'm saying like yeah, they they put that out before. That yeah. it has been out, so like it's it's possible. It's I'm gonna go on record and say original Mario Brothers two on the Famicom Disk System is the best looking Mario game on the NES. Because I think like the way they're able to use the disk system with that game and just like how the like the they make the game look like it looks a lot better than Mario one, and just mm-hmm. like it just looks really really good, hmm. at least in my opinion. So it's a darn good looking game. The the disc the disc system is a is a good system. Criminally underrated. But yeah, like I would hope they they would do something like that. Just like release some I guess quasi unreleased in the US stuff. That they That'd could be cool. that they wouldn't have to do like like a lot of translation work too or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That is uh the NES stuff on the Nintendo Switch Online. Service. Yay. We'll probably talk about more of it sometime. Maybe with, when like, we finish playing Zelda and co-op. Yeah, and just like <laughs> other stuff we play in co-op as well. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's dive into the main event of this podcast. Well, before I go spoilery, um, we were talking about the DLC packs and what's been out, mm-hmm. and so this isn't really spoilery stuff that I'm going to discuss, and then I will let you know. Uh, but yeah. Xenoblade DLC. There's been a lot of it. Mm-hmm. A lot of it. It's mm-hmm. been great. Um, for the most part, like what it's been is like small um, releases, like new quests. Uh, like some of the quests are great because they're good for uh, like you'll finish the quest and then it'll open up a Mert quest that you can do and it will give you a lot more um, like bond with your with your blades. Mm-hmm. So that's helpful. There's a lot of quests with like really helpful items that you'll need. Like there's one that came out really recently that has like a love potion. And essentially you use it as an item on your characters and it does like a massive bond with your blades. So I would 
completely used that over and over and over anytime I got a new blade to just max out the chart. It was radical. And it was really easy to make. <laughs> um, obviously, like, one of the big things was they added New Game Plus and they added, like, different difficulties. Mm-hmm. Um, they did the... Uh, the battle thing that we've already talked about a bit. They added some new blades, like outside of the the challenges. Yeah, so we got um, Poppy Buster, which is like a mech version of Poppy, <laughs> which is freaking cool. Um, Poppy Buster is awesome. Uh, we we've talked about Shulk and Fiora being in there. We have mm. Elma in there now um, from Cross, uh, which that battle was really annoying for the record. <laughs> Um, we have Crossette, who is a new fire blade. Um, she's pretty freaking cool. Um, I use her a lot on, uh, Nia. And we had Corvin, who, I guess his benefit is that he can use Smash. So if people don't like using Rock on Rex, then you can put Corvin on him and also do Smash. Pretty. He really loves playing Smash Brothers. He really, really likes playing Smash Brothers. Uh, it's just... Um, a lot of people were mad that like there wasn't a native blade that you could get on Rex that like had smash whereas like other ones did Hmm. so you couldn't do like a driver combo on your own really not that big of a deal but now it can be rectified Um, Corbin's even then not even good on Rex so don't put him on there so it's, it's basically just been like minor quests here and there like go and grab this thing and then we'll give you this. And, uh, it's been a lot of helpful items though. But not a whole and, lot of like stories though. Cause they've obviously been, they, there's been like, Oh, we're down the line. There's going to be this big story expansion. So like, mm-hmm. you know, in between the base game and that, like you're not going to get a whole lot of story stuff. Like we'll, we'll sprinkle a little bit here and there through some quests and stuff. But if you want like actual story DLC, that's at the end with the big expansion. Right. Um, also, I'm trying to remember... Um, what's her name? Uh, Talos. From... Uh, why am I blanking on it? Why am I blanking? Help me out. The original Z- game. Xenogears. Xenogears, thank you. Uh, Talos. Telos from Xenogears also is in there um, for some reason, but so now we have. Uh, I still don't have Cosmos. Nope. I have gotten to the point where I can grind out like fifteen legendary crystals in like two minutes, and I still have not gotten Cosmos. It's the worst. It's awful. I used thirty legendary crystals that they gave me in the past, like. Two weeks and nothing. Nothing. No cosmos. Mm. That's irritating. So I think I'm going to give up on her. Let yourself be free. Basically. Um, But then Torna Golden Country was finally announced and um, if you listen to the E3 episode there was a lot of screeching from me about it. Like, a lot of it. It's just me screeching. Al loves to screech. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm like Ruby. I screech about things. Um, 
But it's great because they announce it and like, okay, this is going to be like a backstory. This is going to be 500 years ago. You're going to get some more backstory on the Aegis War. You're going to get some more backstory on Jin. You're going to learn about Laura. And I'm like, okay, good. This is this is necessary. And it's been released. Mm-hmm. And general thoughts before I get into Spoilerville, it's phenomenal. All right, there's your general thoughts. <laughs> it's so good. Like they did so many quality of life changes from the original game. That I was like, wow, this almost plays like a whole new game. And it was great. The new battle system is fantastic and a lot different from what you're expecting. Cause you're thinking, okay, well it's going to be like driver and blade. So it shouldn't be that different, but it really is. And so it took me a bit to get used to the new system, but I really enjoyed it. Um, all the new characters are fantastic. They're really fun. They're really interesting. Uh, it gives you crazy new dynamics to think about when you're thinking about the original Xenoblade 2 story um, that you just wouldn't know without Torna. And um, it's just fun to go back into the game. And um, <laughs> I'm crazy. <laughs> and I put 35 hours into this. Everybody's level 99. Uh, and I have full community which is a new mechanic on this one. It's more similar to the Xenoblade Chronicles mechanic where like you would meet people and do quests and you would have like a social chart thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what this one does is that you meet people, you do quests and then it shows up in your community and you can level up your community by helping more people and meeting more people and that kind of thing. So there's 89 total community people that you can meet and uh, I did all of them. You did. I did all of them. So um, it was neat that that was kind of like an interesting call back to the original Xenoblade. And um, it was easy to keep track of like who you were supposed to talk to because there are certain things that you could just like, hey, I'm going to hover over this person. I'll tell you exactly where they are and if they have a quest for you. So it's really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you have like spread out areas and um, there are two Titans that you can explore in this one. And so, you know, you're bouncing back a little, little bit back and forth. And so being able to keep track of who's where is really, really helpful. Um, but yeah, general thoughts. It's really good. You should play it. Really good. There you go. Um, spoilers. Well, well hang on. Before we get into spoilers. Okay. No spoilers. Um, the expansion obviously was released as a standalone thing correct where you can but you can play it and buy it without having played uh based in the blade chronicles 2 yes would you would no. you rec- oh. <laughs> Do you it know it won't make any sense okay um actually i had somebody text me last night and they're like oh so torna came out do i need to play torna first and then play xenoblade 2 i'm like no <laughs> do not do that don't do that. Um, it will really... It won't have as much of an impact mm-hmm. if you play Torna before you play uh, Xenoblade 2 or if you just don't play Xenoblade 2 and play Torna alone. Right. Like, it's a good game, but it's also a DLC pack for a reason. Right. It it They complement each other really well. Okay. I, I do not recommend playing either out of order or playing one by itself like obviously with them doing that it it makes it kind of seem like oh 
if you want to play this by itself, like you will be you'll be quote unquote fine. Or if you, you want to play can. them in order, but mm. I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, uh, if if anyone is if anyone's opinion about this, I'm going to trust it to you because you've put in 300 <laughs> hours into that game, so you over, would know over 325. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, no, I just I really can't recommend um, playing it before it and, or playing it on its own. Um, mm-hmm. It's good. It's really, really good. But I think it's good because of what it adds to the original game. Okay. Yeah. I'm sticking by that. Like I said, somebody literally texted me last night. And they're like, hey, I got I got Xenoblade and I got Torna. What, should I play Torna first? I'm like, no. No. Don't do it. They're like, oh, well, okay, okay. It's fine. I won't, I won't do it. I'll go away then, I guess. <laughs> I like that people trust me with their Xenoblade questions. Though. They should. <laughs> You're like the Xenoblade expert for a reason. It's crazy. It's really crazy. I mean, it's not just Xenoblade 2 either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alright, but that, I'm sticking to it. Do not play Torna before you play Xenoblade 2 and don't play it by itself. That is the law. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's like how you can play Xenoblade 2 and still get a lot out of it, but playing Xenoblade 1 and knowing like how that ending ties together makes it a lot more impactful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Yeah. Because if you remember, like you had not finished one, and I had, and then when we were having that discussion, I was like, oh, this ending is great. And you're like, eh? <laughs> like, is it? <laughs> so um, it, it's the same kind of deal. Right. Right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Well, alrighty, you want to get into some spoilers? Yep, I am going to talk about a whole lot of story bits. I'm going to talk about where you go, what you do. I'm going to talk about what it adds to the original game. So if you do not want spoilers, skedaddle. Alright, I got to get out of here. (laughs) You can can hang on to the show yourself, right? Yeah, I can. (laughs) Leaving me. No. Um. So yeah, this is this has been a fair warning. There will be spoilers ahead. Um, if you if you do not want spoilers, we'll see you next week. Uh, if you do want spoilers, you're about to get them. Yay! Spoilers! Yay! So Torna Golden Country. It's a country that's gold. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Wow. Uh, so it takes place 500 years before uh, the events of Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And you are playing mainly as Laura, who we've seen in glimpses in Xenoblade 2. Uh, it was Jin's. She was Jin's previous driver. Like very brief very glimpses. Brief. Yeah. And very unclear glimpses. Like, you basically kind of just know that, like, oh, those two were connected because the driver system and all that sort of stuff. And mm-hmm. then that's kind of about it. If I, um, my memory is correct. You do find out that he is um, a flesh eater mm-hmm. because you do see him eat her heart. Yeah. You see her die. But outside of that, and- like, it's not a whole lot. 
yeah, other than that, it's just hints of like, this is why Jen is the way he is, right, is right, because right. of this relationship. And so like you start off and it's like Jen and Laura and they're all like super happy and playful and battling minor level two things. And you're like, oh, this is nice. So this is what it was like. And um, Laura's actually a really fantastic character. Um, there's some bits about this relationship that makes me a little squishy. Like I don't, I don't like it so much mm-hmm. um, because there are definite a thousand percent romantic inclinations there. Um, but we find out that Laura is 27. Um, she's been with Jen for the past 16 years, 17 years. I saw that opening of that game like two days ago. (laughs) So that means she was 10 when she awakened him. That's math. It is. And so I'm like, that makes me feel a little uncomfortable that like Jen has this like adult being and then like he's watched her grow up and then there's like this romantic inclination there. I'm like, eh, don't really like that. But given that they're both like adults by the point that the game starts, it's okay, I guess. It's weird. It's a little bit weird, yeah. Um, because we see in the original game how she uh, accidentally touches the uh, the core that Jin's in and awakens him, and that Jin ends up like cutting the arm off of a guy who was like threatening to kill her for awakening the the crystal that he had stolen. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, Jin's kind of been her protector for seventeen years, and now they're kind of a thing. Um, but it's great because you're you're walking through all this and they're they're happy and you get to learn more about their relationship. And uh, they're trying to find Laura's mom. And that's where you start out is you're you're trying to find her mom. You come across like burnt out villages and there's this question of like oh was this like an aegis attack what happened here and then you find out no it was just a regular attack people you know burned it to the ground and uh you hear like this weird sound and they look around and they find baby mikhail he's not a baby he's like a child but he's a toddler he's not a toddler he's probably like eight he's a child He's probably around the same age that Laura was when she awakened Jen. 30 years old. <laughs> 30 years old. But it's neat because we find out like how Mikhail like became involved with Jen in a way. Uh, so they save him and like, hey, little child, you're alone. Come with us. You're and, our uh, child now. <laughs> we've adopted you. And so it, it's... Um, you know, the same kind of deal as you normally get. We're traveling through a Titan. We're going through. We're doing quests. We're fighting things. Looking for Laura's mom. Come across another village. And there's just like this huge glass looking crater. And like, oh, this really is from the Aegis. That's not good. <laughs> and um, so you kind of get like an idea of what's going on with Aegis stuff. And uh, you also meet Haze. At one point, which we knew Hayes from the original game. Uh, I forget sure. what they called her in that form. Hold on. They call her something different. Max, I need, I need, 
I need that. Thank you. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to put my tail on your keyboard. Falonorn is what they call her in the uh, main game, but Hayes is her name here. She's been renamed when she was reawakened. Um, but she's like your healer. She's pals with, uh, with Laura. Laura is her driver as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a dynamic between the three of them because Hayes mentions like offhand throughout the game a few times that or throughout the pack that, uh, she feels a little bit jealous, like, because of the relationship between Laura and uh, Jen, because she's like, you know, kind of like a third wheel here. You you favor him a whole lot. Right. And Laura's like, no, 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 I wouldn't favor anybody. I don't have favorite children, except for you're my favorite, Jen. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's an interesting idea of, like, drivers having a preference on their their blades. Um, you also run into Adam, who we have mentioned a few times in uh, Xenoblade 2. And Adam has Mithra. Mm-hmm. And they fight us. Like, fight us, you cowards. They do. They You're <laughs> in that crater, that glass crater. And they're just like, all right. You're the, I think they call him the Paragon of Torna. And like, uh, you know, we got to take you in, man. We can't just leave you. So they fight and you beat them because you're supposed to because of video games right and like wow okay i respect you now and adam is legitimately so wonderful he reminds me a lot of zeke like a lot of zeke Mm -hmm. he's kind of got like that goofy prince personality um but he's less jojo and more just goofy Mm -hmm. um because Whenever we heard about Adam in Xenoblade 2, you know, I expected like this serious character and I expected somebody who was, um, you know, taking their duties seriously all the time. And he's not that. Well, they they basically make him like this mythical being in, in a way. Exactly. Like he's kind of like a godlike character. Uh-huh. Um, but then like when you meet him, you're like, oh, you are not at all. <laughs> <laughs> you are a goofwad. Um, he's wonderful and such a good character. Um, I liked Rex a lot, but Adam is really, really good. (laughs) And, um, so you find out that he is the fourth in line for the Tornin throne. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but he's like, I don't want to rule. Not interested. I'll pass. They can, they got it handled. And people keep treating him like royalty as you go around. He's like, oh, no, please don't do that. <laughs> I just want to go on my ragtag adventures. Um, but the interesting thing about this is what they do with Mithra. Mm-hmm. Um, Mithra doesn't care anything about humans, like not at all. Um, she's just kind of there. She's like, you know, I got to do my job as the Aegis. I got to, you know, beat out Malos. I don't care about anything going on with you guys. And Jen's like, you're not interested in having like an actual bond with your driver. That's really odd. Like, why would you not care about that? That's one of the most important things. And she's like, 
No. Um, so I thought that that was a really crazy way that they're introducing her is that she just does not care. Well, isn't that kind of how they introduce her in like the actual game where she's just very nonplussed about everything? Like not to this, not to this extent, but she's, she's not like she's not, super warming up to everyone. Yeah. Um, but the way that they present her is in a way that like she doesn't care if she's bonded with anybody, like at oh. all. And that's kind of more of like what we see with Jin into, and that he's like you know, blades are used and humans are awful. Okay. Yeah. And so you get like a kind of reversal here and yeah. that that's Mithra's mindset. And Jen's like, what is wrong with you? Why would you not want that? That's You're important. A weirdo. Right. Like, it's so crazy to me that that's how they started out. I'm like, all right. All right. I'm interested. Let's get some good Jen characterization here. <laughs> um, but it's great because, you know, you are getting this whole dynamic between Jen and Mithra that is completely opposite of what you get in the main game. And um, I think that's one thing that works so well about Torna is that, like, as the game progresses, you can see Jen's mindset changing to the other way. Mm -hmm. And that's really, really good because, you know, at certain points in 2, he can feel kind of like generic villainy. Yeah. And so, like, seeing what led him to this is really good. And the fact that it wasn't just like a drop of the hat, like, oh, you know, he's like this now because of this event. Like, you can progressively see him getting to that point. The gradual slow build. Yeah, it's awesome. I really enjoyed it. Um. So anyway, Adam's like, well, I'm bored. I'll help you find your mom. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you know, forget the fact that we should be doing Aegis stuff. Uh, let's go find her mom. So, uh, they end up going to Gormot because they've gotten a hint that she might be there. And I will say right now, the Gormot Titan is so freaking cool in this game because you have, like, the same music generally as the first game, but mm -hmm. it's done in, like, a slightly different way. So, you know, you get the idea that it's the same place with 500 years earlier. It's really freaking cool. And a lot of the same landmarks are there. Um, but some of them are blocked off or some are just shaped a little bit differently. Right, yeah. And um, you go to Torgoth and uh, you see that Torgoth has also been completely burned. And they're like, oh no, what's happened? These people really like fire. And... Uh, they go down and they see that there's a cemetery and there's this man who's been like, essentially he worked himself to death uh, building graves for everybody. It was, it was hard watching it. And they're like, oh, we, you know, we have to bury him. He did this. And they find Laura's mom's grave there. And so Laura kind of like loses it in the sense that she's like, you know, this is what I was looking for this whole time. And, you know, she's gone. And then we get a reintroduction to uh, that guy from the flashback from when uh, when Jen was awakened. He shows up and he has a mechanical arm from where Jen has removed his other arm. And he wants revenge against Laura. 
And so he's like, you know what? I have a band of people. I did this. You're going to die. It's a long time to wait for some revenge. Oh, it gets worse. So, um, obviously he loses this battle. Jen cuts off both of his arms at this point. <laughs> Jesus. Right. Because he's like talking about like plucking her eyeballs out and stuff and like making her suffer slowly. And Jen's like, nope. So he just like takes the sword and chops both this man's arms off, like the mechanical one and his other one. And so, um, everybody else is running away. He starts running away. Um, we end up seeing him get picked up by somebody who works for the Praetor. Which, if you remember, uh, Xenoblade 2, the Praetor is kind of a shady fella. Just a bit. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, oh no, what are they going to do with this man? He's like suffering on the ground with no arms and... They're like, okay, we can use you. Um, so they're upset, obviously. Um, her mom's dead. This guy just tried to kill him. They're leaving a the town, and they get surrounded by the uh, soldiers of Morardane. Uh, you think you can take them? Don't forget them. Don't forget them. You're done! Uh, <laughs> So they're here, and they're like, hey, you guys burned this place down. I'm like, no. No, we didn't. What are you talking about? And uh, one of my favorite things about this is that we end up getting the Emperor of um, Morardane showing up, and he's like, no, this is Adam, man. I know Adam. He's good. Everything's fine. But the Emperor, his name is Hugo, but he looks exactly like Niall, the current Emperor mm -hmm. of uh, Morardane. <laughs> Like, literally, it's the same model in a different outfit. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, and we find out that... Uh, and I think this is also an interesting little thing, is that the Emperor has the two blades. So he has uh, Bridget and he has um, Aegeon. Which, in two, Bridget was Morag's and Aegeon was the Emperor's. Mm -hmm. And so it interesting idea to me that um, they would say like these are the emperor's blades these are his um, if he ever falls in battle you have to return them to the, the kingdom of Morardane and everything so it's it, it's a neat idea that you're thinking that Morag ended up with one of them and two given that they are the emperors right uh, I just I don't know Interesting idea. I don't know what to do with it. but Like, like what changed to bring about that split, essentially? Right, exactly. Like, we know that they're siblings, but, like, she's not the ruler. She's the, like, inquisitor. So I'm wondering, like, what happened in the 500 years? And it might actually be the events of this game that causes it. I don't know. Like, was it just, like, over time they decide, oh, well, the emperor doesn't need two. He's fine with one. Uh, this one can go off to like one of the highest officers, or was it just prior to the events of what happens into that the Empress is like, here you go. <laughs> I don't know. And um, another thing to think about is like, why did the Emperor and two end up with a Geon and not Bridget? Right. Because Bridget is um, Bridget is Hugo's main. 
Yeah, he he he's uh he's really good with her. He doesn't like to pull out his other ones in competition that that often, but Oh my god. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um so the rest of the game is basically Hey, let's figure out what's going on with the, the Aegis. Um we hear a lot about Malos as you do. Um He's a jerk. And he's a jerk. He's really terrible. And um, you learn a little bit more about, like, Adam. He uh, he runs, like, a little resistance army mm-hmm. against the, the Aegis, like, out of this small area. And everybody's like, you're, like, literal royalty. Why do you just hang out in this, like, area? I'm like, I don't know. I like it. I like being near the people. So, um... You're going through the the Tornin Titan after you get through the uh, the Gormont one, which I will say it's interesting that uh, I was like, all right, well Hugo can go back now because he's done doing his thing. He's like, no, I just want to hang out with Adam some more. <laughs> We're buds, so I'm just gonna follow him. <laughs> it's road trip with my buds, right? The Emperor, which I guess you know, like I guess. Final Fantasy 15 did it too, but I was gonna say it's like fi- <laughs> it's like Final Fantasy 15, but like, what if they made the road trip not a complete slog and actually made all these people friends with each like, other, likable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine that. But literally, he's just like, you know what? I just want to hang out with Adam for a bit, so I'm just gonna go. I'll see you guys later. You can handle more Arden. It's fine. <laughs> <clears throat> so that's what he does. He just follows you guys. It's wonderful, and um. You're traveling to the uh, the capital of Torna, and uh, you come across this other village. And this is the first hint with Jin that something's going to happen, uh, other than the fact that we played two. <laughs> um, because we get to this village, and the innkeeper comes out, and he's like, "Oh, Jin, it's been a long time since I've seen you. I was like this tall." And he's like, I don't know you, sir. I don't. I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> and like, no, 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 no. Your house is on the outskirts. You should go check it out. And we got a few flashbacks of this in the main game. And so he takes him to the the house where he lived, and he finds the picture of him and his old driver, and he finds his old notebook. And he's reading through the notebook, and he hides it from Laura because he doesn't want her to read it. And it's about the whole idea of like not being separated from your driver, and um, ideas of being like a flesh eater. Hmm. And so he's like literally hiding it behind his back so that Laura doesn't see it. And she's looking at the picture and saying, you know, look how happy she was. How could somebody like not be happy with you around? And um, it, it it's this whole idea of him like not remembering any of that and right. that she's saying that obviously your driver cared a lot about you and he's like I don't remember her at all and you know that sucks. So um that's that's your first big oh no moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh it, it's you know a whole lot of traveling on Torna buddy buddy stuff it's great um also like right before the village you are attacked by this big critter and this crazy guy with a ponytail and a giant eye scar appears and he's like hey dudes what's up 
and you find out that Adam also knows this guy. <laughs> um, he is a blade of, uh, he's also a flesh eater. He is a blade who is being driven by the Praetor. He's defected because he doesn't agree with the things that the Praetor is doing. Which is also a really interesting concept that you could just have a blade defect. Yeah. I never really thought about that before. <laughs> this guy sucks. I'm out. Basically, yeah. He's like, he does so much shady stuff that I don't agree with, and I just can't be around this. And so he just pieces out. And then, like, hangs out with Adam and becomes Adam's second blade. <laughs> okay, sure. They're not bonded or anything. I guess this guy's just there. I don't know. <laughs> he has these neat, like, gun things. These gun knives. Gun blades. But they're, like, hand knives. Like, they're tiny knives. But they turn in. But, yes, gun blades. Pistol knives. Pistol knives. <laughs> um, he's also a good foil to everybody. Because he's already a flesh eater. So he has Chomp. these whole ideas of, like, I'm already an abomination. Like, I shouldn't exist. And he's very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He's a big old pessimist. Which I guess if your driver is the praetor, that makes sense. But he's he's kind of the downer of the group. Whoops. So... You continue to do a whole lot of stuff in between. Um, you could probably get through this story in like 15 hours, maybe 10, if you don't do what I did. So clearly, like not as not as long as the base game. No, no, no. There's like I'm trying to think one, two, three, four, five, like six main areas that you can visit. Because mm-hmm. uh, you get to like a little desert area, and then you're at the capital of Torna, and um. Here you find out some interesting things. One is that Adam is a bastard. Wow, how dare you? (laughs) Uh, Had no idea about that. Uh, And he says something effective like, my dad was a good man or something, but uh, his eyes are a different color. You find out that all Tornans have blue eyes. His are gold. So, um... His brothers look down on him because he is uh, he is not full-blooded, I guess. Yeah. Which is interesting that he would still be fourth in line for the throne, even with that status, and like people knowing that status, but I think it's partially because he's so well-liked. So, like, everyone knows, like... Yeah, everybody knows. Huh. Because if you see him, you would know immediately because his eyes are Well, yeah, I guess that's true. Um... But yeah, it's, but, it's interesting that they're like, I guess we'll just keep it the way it is. I don't know. Maybe they're just like, well, with him being fourth in line, like he's never going to get there. Maybe, but I don't know. That, um, yeah, that and probably with everyone like having, I guess, high likability for him. Like if they didn't do that, it would probably yeah. a lot of people off. That's one thing they mention a lot is how Adam is way more popular than his brother's. Like, because he talks to the people and he lives among them and he, you know, he's interested in their plights, that kind of thing. Like, people really like Adam. Yeah. And 
his brothers live in like this giant tower um, above the the capital, and you never see them. So like I can understand that, but Adam is also not at all interested in ruling. Like people keep saying like, "Hey, maybe you could be king," and he's like, "No, <laughs> nope, pass. I'm good. Too much responsibility." <laughs> Uh, his brothers are characters because they're his oldest brother, who is the actual king, is okay, I guess. But his second brother is like extremely corrupt and is like actively working against Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, they both got like really long dark hair, which is a huge contrast to Adam, who has short white hair. Yeah. Uh, so visually, that's an interesting thing. Um, so you find out that like the Tornin Titan has like a hidden ability that's been sealed away by the royal family because of how destructive it used to be. And so, like, of course, if that's brought up, we're going to use it, right? So um, Malos appears and obliterates the capital. Whoops. Uh, yeah, so he's sitting at his little mech guys and they attack the capital and he takes the seal off of the Torn and Titan and he pulls the whole villain thing of like, hey, I'm going to go do this. If you want to stop me, you can do it, but you're not going to be able to. Bye. <laughs> and uh, Mithra even says something the effect of like, yeah, I'm his counterpart. He's going to wait for us because he wants it to be a challenge. He doesn't want to just go and do it. Like, oh, okay, cool. Then I'm going to do another 20 hours of side questing. <laughs> is that like your, hey, this is the end of the game. Maybe you should go do stuff first. Yeah, you get two of those. You you get that that heads up and then you get... Um, like an actual one. An actual one that's like, this is the final boss. You can save. You can also turn around. Um... So, um, one character that I haven't mentioned at all, and I probably should have, is there is a Gormati kid named Milton that follows Adam around. He's kind of like his, um, I don't want to say servant. That's not, that's not the right word, but he's kind of like his helper. Mm -hmm. Um, but since he's royalty, like he has a guy who follows him around, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and so Milton is this kid and he becomes like BFF with Mikhail. Like they are inseparable, um, which is really cute. It's really, really cute. Um, like there's even this quest with Milton where, um, he's like, you know, I I really want to make something for Mikhail and I don't know how to do it. Can Hayes please teach me how to do this? And it's this entire quest of like him trying to learn needlework so he can make this torn in symbol for Mikhail. I was like, oh, you're friends. <laughs> really cute. Um, so when they decide they're going to go fight Malos, they leave those two behind because they're kids and they don't want to take them to the final battle. That's not a good idea. No kids allowed. No kids allowed. So um, you get to go inside the Torn and Titan, which I always love when you go inside like Titans. You got to go inside the the one in the original Xenoblade, mm-hmm. and like the inside of them always look really cool. Um, you also get to learn like some of how Azerta, uh, who is Grandpa and 
to how he knows everybody. Oh, huh. Yeah, he's a little little smaller in this one. He hangs out and he like talks to Mithra a lot and uh you get to learn a little bit about his his girlfriend issues. <laughs> um but he hangs out in the womb of Torna. Mhm. And gives you all kinds of advice. He's really cool. Uh, but it explains a lot of like how Mithra knew him more so. Right. One thing that I do want to say before I get to like the the really big ending stuff. There's this side quest where you have a cooking competition. And one, I think it's hilarious that... Jin's main skill is cooking because like he's such a like evil seeming character <laughs> in two <laughs> and then he's like I really like to cook it's fine really like to make food it's real good it's really cool they have um this entire mechanic and the you go camping a lot in this game so it really is Final Fantasy 15 <laughs> but good yes but good um, yeah <laughs> uh and so everybody can do their own like crafting so like uh, Laura makes charms. Uh, Jen cooks. Uh, Hayes makes talismans. Like she, she's kind of got that priestess look, you know. Uh-huh. So she makes talismans. Um, Adam makes junk, basically, <laughs> that he- helps your stats. Like he makes items that like can improve your walking speed by five percent and that kind of stuff. Um, Mithra makes bad food. Because it was canon that she can't cook, mm-hmm. but she tries. Um, one of the the cool things is that um, I'm blanking on his name, but the other blade for Adam, he uh, he writes books. That's his crafting; is he makes books. That's interesting. It's really really cool, and so like you have the items and like one of them is just a book about the Aegis that he wrote. And another one is about like making communities and like, Oh, that's, that's cool. And he talks a few times, like a throwaway dialogue about like how he wants to write a book about it. Um, Hugo makes like mechanical stuff. Mm -hmm. And so he makes like machines that can up your, uh, your ability to find collectibles essentially. Uh, Bridget makes perfume and Aegean makes gourmet food. (laughs) But yeah, you have little camping screens where you can do all this crafting. And, um, so the cooking competition is like two or three regular people in the Tornan capital. And then you have Jin and you have Mithra. And I'm sure you know that that's going to end well, but um, if you pick the right item, then Jin can win. That's pretty cool. He uh, makes it a fun dessert. And Mithra kills everybody. Rip. Yep. So you get to have some fun, lighthearted stuff. And like I said, um, there's a 89 community people that you can get. One is a hidden one. Um, they have to go through a bunch of like locked miasma things that you can unlock via these key items. Mm-hmm. And then you have to fight like the 
there's a level 65, 75, 85, and then 99 or 100 um, bosses that you have to fight oh, in order to... Oh, that's stuff that you were doing. Yeah, uh, that's how you get his final community. So that's what I did. Because <laughs> of course. Yep. You also have to pay him for hints to get to it. So they won't show up until you pay him. Huh. Yeah. But yeah, you get like a cute picture of everybody once you get all the community. And I was trying to do that before I actually like finish the game. There's another one that you do for community that like you have to beat all the named animal like the UMs in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, that was fun. I enjoyed that a lot uh, because I'm crazy. <laughs> so anyway, you go inside the uh, the the Tornin Titan and you run into Malos and you're uh, you're getting ready to fight him. If you're me, then the fight's done in like two seconds. But, um, <laughs> you know, in story, they're still going to be struggling. And he keeps like egging Mithra on. Like, you're holding back. Why are you holding back? This is not okay. Mm-hmm. And um, they eventually get like their mechs out and everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You have like a mech battle going on. Yeah. Um. But Malice is still like, you are holding back. I am really about this. So what he does is he just like, I told you he attacked the capital earlier. He obliterates it. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. So he kills both royal family people. Um, he, this is the tragic part. Um, I may or may not have cried. Uh oh. Remember how they left the kids behind? Yeah. Uh, so Milton sees the like wave of destruction coming at them, and he like shields his body around Mikhail, and like you see that he dies, and Mikhail is like holding his body this whole time, and this continues throughout. Like you see this happen immediately. You see him die. You see him shield Mikhail. Mikhail starts holding him, and then you see him stop breathing. And then later on, you get this again, but I'll talk about that in a second. So, Mithra is just like, done. She sees that happen. She loses it. And, um, so the mech battle continues. Basically, like, Malos is destroyed. Destroyed in quotations. (laughs) And, um, there's like this explosion that happens and somebody else guards somebody. And this is actually not what I was expecting. Cause I was like, Oh, you know, if anybody's going to survive, it's going to be him. But Hugo jumps in front of the explosion and blocks Adam. And then like the next time you see Hugo, all you see is like his body on the ground. And then his two core crystals next to him darkened. I was like, oh, God. (laughs) Like, I thought that if anybody was going to make it through that, it was going to be him because I was like, he has descendants. But I guess if he's like in his 20s or whatever, like Adam is, that that would make sense that he might have descendants. But yeah, like it was tragic. I was really upset. (laughs) And um, Adam mentions at one point that he has a wife and a pregnant she's pregnant with his kid and it's like she's gonna pop any day 
which was not mentioned at all in two. And I think I know why. I think she probably died in the whole Tornin thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because they reiterate here, and then they said in two that Adam went, he sealed Mithra away. He built the thing in um, the Arpelagio, um, you know, the Leftaria is the name of it, right? Sure. Where he put the sword. And then they say he disappeared. And I feel like if he had had an inkling that his wife was still alive, he wouldn't have disappeared. Right. Um, So I think his wife died in the Malos attack. I really do. I think that's probably why it was never mentioned. I mean, it makes sense. It does. It's really upsetting, though, because, like, that would be, like, his his friend slash, like, kid servant friend who died. The Emperor Morardain died, shielding him. And then his wife and kid also died. Like, and then he has to seal Mithra because of how destructive she is. Like, it's freaking intense. Because when she does her freak out, it sinks Torna. So Torna goes under the cloud sea. So it's all bad. Yeah, it's all bad. Um, bits of Torna like survive, which will come up in a bit, but, um, so they're all saved by the, the Moradain ship and you see them like giving the core crystals back to like a Moradain, uh, inquisitor. Uh, you see Hugo's body laid out and then, um, they look over and they see that, um, Mikhail is over there and he's still holding Milton's body. He's still doing that. Like he can't, he's in shock. He can't Mm -hmm. do anything about it. And so like Mithra goes over and goes to like touch him and Mikhail like yells at her basically. And she loses it. And so that's when she turns into Pyra. Huh. Is because she can't handle that she had like inadvertently caused all this destruction. Huh. So she basically makes like this meek version of herself in order to hide. Yeah. So get all kinds of like scenes of Adam going and sealing the sword and Pyra's with him and um Laura and Hayes and Jen are all still together. And uh you know everything sucks. It's kind of tragic. <laughs> um there are parts of Torna that are still like above the cloud sea, but for the most part Torna has been sunk. And so um there's this scene where uh and I feel like this one was a little unnecessary. It's like the one part of it that I didn't really like. Is that after all that, you have a scene with, like, Jen and Laura and Hayes. And, like, you hear this really odd voice. And, uh, like, they they stand up and they're looking. And then you see that, like, there's this huge monstrosity with, like, a robot arm coming at them. And she asks, like, how do you know my name? And then it opens its mouth and it's got the face of, like, that guy who was oh, God. trying to attack her earlier. It was terrifying. But also, like, it felt really unnecessary. Like, out of place? Yeah. Like, it should have been earlier. hmm But anyway, they kill him, and um, you still get, like, hints of 
what's going on with the Praetor, which then leads into, like, during the credits, you see that the Praetor has basically issued, like, a coup. And so he kills everybody who was in charge and takes over. And so that's how he becomes, in, like, the leader, uh, which is not clear in the first game how that happened. Right. So um, that happens. And... um you see that Jen and Laura and Hayes are overlooking like a camp of uh, the like end of line people after the, the takeover. And then we know from the first game from Xenoblade 2 that this is where Laura dies because she's attacked by the camp and they steal Hayes' crystal after she dies. And this is where Jen becomes a flesh eater and eats her heart. Mm-hmm. They don't show any of that, but it happens. Uh, and then the uh, the final scene is basically like Jin by himself at like the house with Azurda, and he's leaving a picture of him and Laura behind in the house where the other picture was. And Azurda is basically like, Jen, are you going to be okay? And he's like, I think that next time we see each other, we won't be on the same side. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, so, like, you see how broken he gets because of how much he cared about his driver. Yeah. And it's so heartbreaking because he gets, like, the best characterization. Like, I, at this point, I think that Jen's probably the best characterization in the entirety of Xenoblade 2. Which is not what I would have said just playing the first game. Right. But combining Torna and combining Xenoblade 2 together and seeing like his trajectory is fantastic. It's so good. He's just a really well-written character. Like I still kind of hate that he's like numerized because he's designed <laughs> by Nomura, but you know, Nomura likes to put his grubby paws on everything. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, but I mean, just the way he's written is so good. Like he's very believable. Um, also one thing that is significant is, um, like the load screen is always his mask at the bottom, right? You know, that weird mask that he wears. Right, 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 right. He starts the game wearing that because he's the Paragon of Torna. He's this stolen core crystal that people want back. And then once Adam basically gives them leniency, he takes it off. And he says, you know, I, I really like wearing it because you made it for me, Laura. And, and she's like, oh, but, you know, you look better without it. So he leaves it off. And then when he's leaving that house at the end, he puts it back on. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like his way of remembering Laura, which explains why he has it throughout, too. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. It's so good. <laughs> It's so good. But it really does have like interesting dynamics between like the relationship of Jivers and Blades and even with like Mithra and Malos, like there's a new dynamic in the sense that she's like callous and doesn't really care at the beginning and then by the end of it she's like, No, you know, I have to fight for these people. I will take you down. And so he's kinda like, you know, me and you, we're the same. She's like, nope, I've changed. You haven't. <laughs> it's cool. It's 
Also, there's a mech battle, so I'm sure you'll love that. Yeah! <laughs> Which I'm kind of surprised they didn't really do with two, considering that mechs were, like, introduced. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, you get a straight-up Malus versus uh, Mithra mech battle. Yeah! Yep. <laughs> yep. That's how you sell it to me. It's so good. Like, I know that I just spoiled the entirety of the story and every, like, twist of it but legitimately it's such a cool thing to play through just for the dialogue because obviously i can't word for word give that back to you but seeing <laughs> we don't have to be here for 15 hours to do that <laughs> the dynamics between all these characters is really really fascinating and it works really well and it's not something that i would i was excited for torna but like after playing, I'm like, holy crap, that was so good. And what a good way to cap off this game. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh. Someone was very excited about it was and happy. Really, really stoked. Like, you remember when it first came out? Because I got it the, the week before it came out, like in the physical release, because I had the digital um, expansion pass. Yeah. Expansion pass. Yeah. And so, like, you remember I was texting you, like, it's not up for download yet. It's not up for download yet. It's not up yet. I was, like, panicking. And then I, there were so many days that I just didn't go to sleep because I was playing Torna. You went into Zenoblade mode. Basically, yeah. Like, my mom would come, like, 8 o'clock. Like, she's going to work. Like, hey, did you sleep at all? I'm like, no. I'm playing video games. <laughs> that happened several times she's like oh you should probably try and sleep i mean like before it even came out we would be talking and we we're like it's two days before you know you're i'm gonna be gone and i was like <laughs> yep it took me longer to beat it than i thought it would well, i mean you did like basically everything you could do yeah oh no i did everything i could do yeah. literally everything i could do which is okay. which isn't surprising in the slightest no, everybody's level 99. All my blades have max charts. Um, I did all the quests. I have all the community. I literally did everything that you can do in Torna. Everything. Everything. So I don't know if like I really need to go back to Xenoblade now, which is kind of depressing because like the only thing I can do now is just farm for Cosmos. And that's just and not that's fun. It's not fun and it's irritating. Yeah. It makes me mad. So I, th I think you're done. I think I'm done. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my life. <laughs> <laughs> what what game now do I get to put 300 hours into? I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I've been thinking about like, what do I do now? I'll figure something out. I have some ideas. I'll have to run them by you. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was good, good, good DLC. Good game, Xenoblade 2. GG. For real, man. Like, I loved every minute of it, except for, like, the gross sexualization. But, you know, what can you do? Which, I mean, given the base game isn't the because isn't surprising in the slightest. To be fair, they didn't do it with Laura or Hayes. Yeah. Hayes, Hayes and Laura are both, like, normal. See, they and can do it. They can do it. It's possible. And there's less, like, gross-ish stuff with Bridget and Mithra in this version. 
like they toned it down a whole lot. Like they still have ginormous boobs all over the place, but like in terms of actual like dialogue and events and stuff, they toned it down a lot. Right. Which is good in yeah. my opinion. Might also be why I like Torna so much. <laughs> it was really fantastic and I cannot recommend people play it enough. As long as you play two first. Play two first. Yes. Because all those like feelings that you get and like seeing Jen build up and all, it means nothing if you haven't seen where he lands. And especially seeing that like, you know, him and Malos by the end of two end up having their break. It makes sense once you play this. It's good. There you go. Also, it makes sense that Malus is able to, like, he saw what happened. He's like, I can manipulate this guy. That's good. It's so good. I love it. Also, one last thing, and then you can close it. Adam has tiggle bitties. Just saying. He gets to be a part of the of new team. Team TOB. Yeah. He does. Like if you look at his armor, he just got like like all right, buddy. You you've been working on those. So it's like nineties wrestling now. We got original team TOB. We got new team TOB. <laughs> We're gonna have new new team TOB soon, probably. Probably. I mean, between Adam and Mithra being on the same team, like that's some that's some TOB business right there. Anyway, that's all I have to say. We can wrap up now. Well, there you go. <laughs> and then on the boobs, the male boobs. That Xenoblade Two expansion DLC, highly recommended. It's so good. As long as you play two first. Yes. Which is a lot to get through. It is, but you can do it, and I believe in you, and it's worth it. <laughs> All righty. Well, that's going to wrap this episode up then, which means, hello, if you would like more from us, go to seasonalycheckup.com or sac.cool, where you can find past episodes of this podcast. Like, you could go listen to our episode about Xenoblade Chronicles 2, the base game, mm-hmm. and hear what we had to say about that. Uh, you can also find other episodes and other podcasts, like Jared and I watch and the base seasonal anime checkup. And columns and reviews on the site as well. If you'd like more from if you like more from Anladium, go to Anladium.com where she's got columns and reviews. Uh, if you'd follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash anime checkup. That's where we do some Twitter stuff. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash S A C O V A. Next week. Uh <laughs> I don't know. We'll do something. Yeah, we'll think of something. Yeah, we're in like a weird lull period, I guess. Yeah, things are going to start coming out in October. They but are. And like I have we're... stuff I have to play through as well. I just, it's been slowly getting through it because I've been very busy. I was in you've the been... woods in this, this last <laughs> weekend. As they even like throwing it. Yeah. Ay, 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 ay. Don't go in the woods when like you get sw- there's like swarms of mosquitoes and it's like thousands of mosquitoes everywhere. You could just have ended that sentence said don't go into the woods. Just don't go into the woods. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a very scary place. It's true. 
so yeah we will we'll, we'll figure it out something i think um i don't know is it does anything really come out by the next week like uh, life is strange 2 begins this week but like that's just the first episode so it's not like yeah i feel like that'd be something we need to wait until it wraps up on right um i'm gonna look through my orders uh sailor moon s the movie comes out next week Ooh. so there's that and then what's the even closest thing that's coming out that uh the only things i could think of are luigi's mansion and world ends with you are soon-ish yeah um, but I, I don't remember when soonish is. World Ends with You is coming out on October twelfth, okay, which is a Friday. Hmm. So that's like the closest game release I have, and then October twelfth is Luigi's Mansion yeah. as well. October twenty third is Gal Metal. Oh wow, that's gonna be awesome! I'm real fucking excited for that. Oh, God, what am I going to do? Luigi's Mansion or World Ends with You? Which one am I going to play first? Yeah, that's true. And then there's like, there's other stuff still coming out as well. Like Red Dead comes out at some point in October. Um, and then oh, right. Some I other, forgot about that. Other big AAA games come out. Hitman 2 is in November, which I'm excited for. But yeah, we'll, we'll figure some stuff out. We're, we're still kind of in a, no. a bit of an in-between stuff. But we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. That's how we do things. We just we wait till the day the day before and we're like, hey, what are we talking about? <laughs> to be fair, we do have like a list as well that we can always go to. We're we like, do. hey, we have a list. Hi, Max. Do you have a list? He has the biggest list. Anyway, come see us next week. Yeah, we do good stuff. It's true. Hey. Hey. Those are finger guns. <laughs>